Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Yaakov Carmel. Mesechas Ksubis has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shlomo Naiman, Lila Nishmats of Yaakov ben Matasio Zatzal, and Chayabas Pesach. Ksubis, Dachnon Gimel Amun Aleph. The Gemara has a Shailah, Boi Minei Rav Yimar Sabah Mirav Nachman, Mokhra Ksubasa Labayla, Yeshla Ksubis Menendichrin, Oy Eimla Ksubis Menendichrin. Means we had in the Mishnah, especially the Karan de Rabbanon, that every Ksuba should have a Tanai, a Tanai Ksuba, that all the Nechassim that a father gives to his daughter, all the Nechassim and Barzal should remain in her family, because the father will only want to give his daughter Nechassim if he knows that his grandchildren will get it. So he writes that these Nechassim, these Nechassim and Barzal that he's giving his daughter, should only end up by his grandchildren and not the not his son-in-law's other sons from other marriages. Now the Gemara is a Shailah like this. If the Isha went ahead and she sold her rights to the Ksuba, she was entitled that if he died or if he divorced her, she was going to receive, besides the Mona Masayim and the Taisvis Ksuba, she would also receive the Nixi Sein Basel. That entire package we're calling the Ksuba. She was going to receive that entire package if there was a Misa or a Gerishim. So she's selling those rights to her husband, that even if he divorces her, or if he dies, he will not have to give her the ksuba, he could keep it. So do we say that if you sold the entire package, so you're giving up your rights to the entire ksuba, part of the ksuba was a ksuba different. so if she would die first, and then he would die, so usually we have a takhana of the parasha of ksuba different that the nechassim should go to her sons, but maybe since she sold it, she gave away her right to the ksuba, so she lost her entire ksuba, which include the din of ksubas nedechren, and therefore her sons would not yarshin her chelik of the nixay same barzan. So what exactly are the two stadim? So Rashi only explains it sad that her yarshin would not get it. Rashi says, since you sold the ksuba, sharei macharta, ve'en kol yerusha b'mi'achshav el mi'kayach habal, she's really out of the picture. She gave up all her rights. She sold it to the baal. So now. We should look at it like regular nixe habal. The husband dies, the father dies, and the all the yarshim just put it evenly because she's out of the picture. But Rashi never explains that sad in the Gemara that her kids should still have the din of ksubas and So the Shittim Mikubat says he explains the other side. He says that in reality every ksubas and she's totally out of the picture because in a case that the husband died or divorced her and she got. Her entire ksuba, there's no reason for a takana. Obviously, the father died or divorced her. She received everything that she's entitled to. She received all her nixes and barzal back. So obviously, her kids are going to yarshin her. So there's nothing to worry about that a person wouldn't want to give a matana to his daughter because it will go out of her family. In the case that her husband dies first, nothing's going out of her family. The whole problem, the whole takana of ksubas and adichrin is for a case that she died first. She died first, then it never came to fruition that she received the Nixay Sein Basel. So this is the case that we're worried about, that the husband will yarsh in the Nixay Sein Basel from his wife. He'll never have to give it to her sons. So therefore, fathers won't want to give matanas to the daughter because they're afraid of this exact case, that she'll die first. But on that, we have a takana, that even though she died first, and now the husband yarsh, and still, we say these nechassim should go to her sons. That means that in reality, the entire takana of Ksubis and Dichrin was made for a case when she's out of the picture. That means in Ikudadino, he's the Bailam, she's not the Bailam, and still we say a takana that it goes to her sons. So who cares if she sold it? The Shita explains. 
So she sold it. So we're saying she's out of the picture. She's never in the picture. If she was in the picture, you wouldn't need the whole Taikana of Ksubasunadekrin. The Taikana is for a case that she lost her schusim. She died. The husband Yashin. And on that we have a Taikana that even though he's the sole Bailam now, still we don't say that we should go, the standard didn't would be to say that all the Yashin should split it properly, evenly. On that we say the Parashat Ksubasunadekrin, anything that he Yashin from her, anything that he got from her, go to her Yashin. So why should we care if he sold it? She sold it to him. That's not going to make her more out of the picture than every Ksubas in the Dichrin, where the Takana is when he yashins it from her. It still remains by her yashin. So now we really have to understand Rashi's side. So the Sheet explains, and this is really Rashi's Lashin, that the other side over here is that this whole din that we say, that even though she's out of the picture, the Nechassim go to her sons, that's only when he got it, Mikhaif the Yerusha. That means we're like continuing on the line of Yerushas. The father gave a Yerusha, not really a Yerusha, but he gave over his Nechassim to his daughter, a present to his daughter. If she died and he took over that Yerusha, and then he died, so this Yerusha will continue on to her sons. That's if he got a Mikayach Yerusha. That's the parish of Ksubas and Dichrin. But when he, she sells it to him, Rashi's Lashon in, Rashi's Lashon is, Shari Mechartov, Ve'en kala Yerusha bami achshav elu Mikayach habal. This Yerusha, when the Baal dies, is not coming because he yarshened it from her, and she yarshened it from her father. So, Suvatun Dichrin says, anything that you yarshened from your father, and subsequently your husband yarshened from you, the next Yerusha to, should be to the lady's sons. That's the din of Suvatun Dichrin. But when she sells it, so you cut off that chain. There was a lack of Yerusha going on over here. This that the husband got it from the Isha is not Mikayach Yerusha, rather he bought it from her. So he could buy it from anyone. So therefore, we're not going to look at, look at these nechassim as if he's continuing on the Yerusha chain, which is the parish of Ksubat and Nechrin. That's something that you yarshin, and then you're married to your husband, and then the husband should be married to your sons. That chain was broken since you sold it to him. So he got it shalemed in Yerusha, rather he got him in Mecher. Therefore, you should not have the din of Ksubat and Nechrin. So the Yomar Shail is, do we say, even though she's out of the picture, we don't need her to be in the picture? Because every Ksubat and Nechrin, she's out of the picture in any way, we have a Taikana that her sons get it. Adilma, that's only when she's out of the picture, but he got it midin Yerusha. When he gets it midin mecher, so you break the chain, you don't have the din of Tzuzan Dichrin, and therefore her sons would not yash in her chalik. The Gemara, further on in the Yamid, says that Rava, Rava was pshitale that mecheres ksubasala cherim yesh lo ksubas menendichrin, mechilas ksubasala bailo ain lo ksubas menendichrin, but he's mesupik by mecheres ksubas labayla if it's kemecheres lachem dami or kemecheles labayla dami. So kipshutai, this suffix is exactly Rabbi Yemer's suffix. Rabbi Yemer was mesupik if you sell your ksuba labayla, you still have the parasha of ksubas menendichrin. And Rava is having the same shaila, just a little different lashon, but it seems to be the same shaila. But if you look carefully in Rashi, you'll notice that Rashi says a few times that Rava's Issues, Rav's Nidoin is in a case that you were machrol hana. And the Shita points this out also. He has other questions, the steers about Rava, what Rava holds the Gabi Mechila. But it's really more like this in Rashi with Aaron and Stiris, that Rava's Suffolk is not Ravimah's Suffolk. Rava's talking about a totally different case. Rava's talking about when all she did was sell the Tevis Hana. That means she had a chance that she will end up getting the Ksuba if he dies or if he divorces her there's always a chance that he'll end up getting the ksuba if she dies first. So the sad that he'll get the ksuba, because she'll die first, 
That's not part of this exchange. There's no reason for her to sell it. There's no reason for him to buy it. He's getting it anyway. All she's doing is she's selling her chances to get it. She had a chance to receive the ksuba if he divorces or if he dies first. That sad, that chance that she'll get it, she's selling it to him. It's a big nafkimina. Because if that's the case, that she's only selling his, her rights in the ksuba, she's never selling his rights in the ksuba, then and the sad that she dies, which is the whole parish of ksubas mendichrin, like we said earlier. Ksubas mendichrin is only necessary for a case that she dies. So in a case that she dies, so we don't have to, there's no issue, I, she sold it. She never tapped into that sad. She only sold the rights she has that if he dies, she gets exuber, she's selling those rights. She never sold her rights that when she dies, he gets it because there was no reason to sell it. So it wasn't part of the sale. If it wasn't part of the sale, then when she dies first, there's no reason you shouldn't have exuber and dechren. The only sad that Rashi comes up with in Rabbah's Suffolk that you shouldn't have exuber and dechren is a new svara that she was nekel beineho, lahafsid baneho miksubasachinim. If we see that she went out of her way and she's giving away her ksuba, that means she gave away the part that's sad that if he dies or divorces her, she'll get it. She gave that away, so we see that she's treating it lightly, so it's like a knaster, Shainam say, that we say that she's giving away her whole ksuba, and she loses the entire ksuba because she didn't treat it with the proper respect. But in straight halacha, there's no reason she should lose the ksuba different. She never tapped into that sad. She was only selling on the sad that she's going to get the ksuba. That means he dies first or divorces her. She never sold his rights when she dies first because there's no reason to sell it. He's getting it anyway. Since the mechira never affected that sad, there's no reason why strict halacha, you should lose the ksuba Just that Rava came up with a new sad that since she's treating it disrespectfully, she's nekel by neho, therefore we'll say that she loses the entire ksuba even the chilek that was not part of the sale. Because she never sold his rights to Yash and her. So even though, which is ksubas and different, so even though that wasn't part of the sale, but since she did a mekel bei neho, we say she loses the entire ksuba, even the ksubas and different. Masha'in came, Rabbi Yemar Safik, is a case that she sold the ksuba, not just the Tevis She sold the ksuba, the ksuba is worth, let's say, $500 that he owes her, so the Lashon of the Shita is either for Rav Domeha or Kal Domeha, which is a very interesting thing, why he would do this. But she didn't just sell him on the Tzad that she'll get it, that if he dies or divorces her, so she's entitled to the Ksuba, so she's selling her, him that right. That's not what's going on. Rather, she's totally selling him the Ksuba. This Ksuba that has a value of $500 that's owed to her, and she says, if you give me either Rav Domeha or Kal Domeha, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell you the entire Ksuba. Not just the chalik of the chance that I might get it. I'm selling you the entire ksuba as is, package. So that means even when she dies first and he gets it, he's not getting it because of Yerusha. He's getting it because he bought it. So with the Rabbi Yemar HaSafik, since today he's not getting it midin Yerusha. Rather, he's getting it midin Mechira, midin Kenyan. Therefore, you might not have a din of ksubas menendechrin. Like we said over before, the Safik is, do we say she's always out of the picture and you still have ksubas menendechrin? Or do we say, every time she's out of the picture, but the Baal has him in Yerusha. But over here, he only has him in Kenyan, so you don't have Ksubas and Dechren. Rav is going in a case where you never sold the rights to the Ksuba that he has when she dies. Therefore, there's no way to say that there's no Ksubas and Dechren because he has it today in Kenyan. Because he never bought the rights of the Tzad when she dies first that he gets it. That wasn't part of the Mechira. He only bought the Taifas which is her Tzad that she'll get it. 
So you don't have that sad to say there's no Ksuz in the Dichrin because he has it today in Kenyan. So over here, the only Tzad to knock out Ksuz in the Dichrin, Rabbi has a new Tzad, that there's a Hekel Bein Neha. And that's a Sibut to say that she loses her Ksuba. That's how the Shita learns the two Shilas in the Gemara. Now we'll continue with the bottom of the Yomid. And the Gemara says, Ahu Gavra de Shchivar Vasasoi, someone's Arusa died. Amrulei zil cover You have to bury her, or you give her a So Rashi explains the Gemara in the Havmina held that we have a Gemara earlier in the Memzayinu base that Kfura is tachas ksubasa. So there's two ways to understand that Gemara. Does that mean that because when she dies first, you're potter from giving her the mana masayim, therefore you have to bury her? That's how the Gemara in the Havmina over here held. Or, like the Maskana is going to say, it might mean that because you yarshin, the Ksubasrin that's why you have to bury her. So Rashi explains that the Havmina and our Gemara holds that the Ding is Tachas, the Mono Messiah. So since when she died, you don't have to give her the Mono Messiah, therefore you have to bury her. And if you're not going to bury her, then you have to give her, or her Yarshim, the Mono Messiah. On that, the Gemara brings a Mishnah, Tanina. So it's mashma that if he dies, she gets iksuba. But if she dies, she's not entitled to iksuba. So you see, she has no schus of iksuba when she dies first. My titli So the Gemara says you are not entitled to the monomasayim when you die first. So what does it mean? Kfura tachas ksubasa anapem zayin. Rashi explains the Gemara's maskana is that that's tachas to nedunya. The nedunya she theoretically is entitled to. So really she should be getting the nedunya. There's a special schus we give the baal that he yarshins the ksubas the nixlei saim basel. So that special din that we give the baal that he could yarshin nixlei basel tachas that you have to bury your wife. But you can't say that the kfura is tachas, the ksuba that he's getting from his wife, because he never gets anything from his wife, because he never owed her the money. Because the entire chiv ksuba is when she has the ability to marry someone else. Since she died first, she never reached that plateau, that ability to marry someone else. Therefore, you never owed her the money of Asayim in the first place. So we can't say that the kfura is tachas, that ksuba. So in a small side note, in this Mishnah that we brought down, it says... That he leinenes v'leimitamaloi, which means that she, the arusa, does not have a din einen when her husband dies. The din of einen is he can't eat kachim. So if she wants to eat kachim, she'll not be considered einen when her husband dies. If it would be on the suah, so when her husband dies, she does have a din einen and she can't eat kachim. But over here it's only an arusa, so we do not have a din einen and einenes and she could eat kachim. V'leimitamaloi. And she doesn't have a din tumma. So Kipshutai, the Rishonim are bothered. What does it mean, Veloy Metamaloy? By the husband, the Kayin, so it's very understandable what it means, Veloy Metamaloy. Because it's an Issa in the Torah for a Kayin to be Metama to a Tami Mace, to a Mace. It's a special halacha for the Zion Kravim, you're allowed to be Tami. On that we say that an Arusa is not a strong enough relationship to have the Hetter. Of Tumma, of the mitzvah of Tumma to the Zion Kravim. You're not considered the Zion Kravim, therefore, lay Metamala. You're not allowed to be Metamala to her, because it's Isser for a Kayin to become Tame to a Mace. But by her, there's no Isser for a Kehenes to become Tame to Mace. So what does it mean that she can't become Tame to him? Well, what's stopping her from being Tame to him? There's nothing wrong with her being Tame the whole, any day. 
So Rashi explains, means she doesn't have the mitzvah. That means besides the special heter that we say that a kohen is allowed to be metama to the Zion Kravim, there's also a secondary din. There's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah, medaraisa, for every person to be metama to the Zion Kravim. Maybe that's the siba of the heter. Why there's no iser by a kohen to be metama lames. But whatever it is, there's a special mitzvah, medaraisa, to be metama to your Kravim. So all, the Mishnah, all this Mishnah is saying is that when you're only in Arusa, she does not have the mitzvah. That enechanami, misad the heter, she can be metamah to whoever she wants. But this mitzvah, that you have a mitzvah, to be metamah to Zion Kraven, does not apply to Narusa. That's how Rashi learns. The problem is the Rambam, the Rambam and Hilchus Avul, Perik Beis, Allah Chavav, Paskins, that the mitzvah of Tumas Kraven, to be metamah to your Kraven, is only by Kehanim. And he says that Kehanis does not have this mitzvah. And Israel doesn't have this mitzvah. Special Kehanis HaKasuf, Major Chiddush, because usually Kayin is the biggest, or more, the most machmer by Kayin, but you're not allowed to be Tame. The Ramam is learning that the Zion Kravim is not just a heter for a Kayin to be Tame, there's actually a mitzvah in the Raisa for a Kayin to become Tame to these type of people. We want him to become Tame. There's a mitzvah only on a Kayin. A regular Israel, we don't care about his Tama, so there's no Isra, but there's no mitzvah either. So the Ravid asks for Al Gemara, the rabbi says, how could you say that a kehenis doesn't have a mitzvah? How you going to Gemara? What he needs to ask is, the Mishnah says, and he can't be saying that she's usher to be matama to him, since they're only an artist and arusadic relationship, therefore she can't be matama to him, because a kehenis has no isurim. So it must be that there's usually a mitzvah, and we're saying that by an arusa you don't have the mitzvah, like Rashi's shot. How else could you learn? So the Ravid, the Shvar and the Ramam, how is the Ramam going to learn our sugya? So the Achreinim, Yishagis Aryeh, in Simon Samachvav, there's also Arachaner, in Davchavtes, in Bez, in Yavamis, they say, what's the big deal? There's another Pshat in Gemara. Rashi in Yavamis, Davchavtes, in Bez, brings another Pshat, and the Ramam can look like that Pshat. Watch Rashi Pshat in Yavamis. Rashi says, there's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Tazayin in Bez, there's a mitzvah to be retired Beregel. Which the Rishonim explained means, since you have to eat kachim beregel, we need you to be tahar beregel. Therefore, to enable you to eat kachim, you have to stay tahar, and it's usher for every person, even Israel, to become tame beregel. Every yid has to make sure he's tahar beregel. On that, we usually have a rule that for the Zion Kravim, you're allowed to become tame. And on that, we say in this Mishnah that by an Arusa, you're not allowed to become tame. You lose that heter of a heter craven to be metami berego, which is really just a way of saying that on regal we're treating Israelim like Ihanim, that Israelim have to stay tar, like a Kayan has to stay tar his whole life. And that was saying that there's a special heter, just like a Kayan is allowed to be metamma to these Zion Kravim, even though he has Isatuma, so too Israel that has Isatuma Beregal is allowed to be metamma to these Zion Kravim. However, however, we're saying that by an Arusa you don't have that heter. So, a very simple pshat for the Rambam. The Rambam holds there's no Isser. That's obvious. That Kehanis has no Isser Tumah. And she has no Mitzvah. It's Rambam Shito, that only a Kain has a Mitzvah to be Metamal of not a Kehanis or Yisrael. However, there is a Din that Kehanis does have. A Kehanis usually has Halacha, that she's allowed to be Metamal Kraivim Beregel. On that we have a Chiddush, that in Arusa would not have the Heter of Tumas Kraivov to knock off the assay of being, being tar beregel. This is what the Achreinim say for the Rambam. 
Question is, why didn't the Ravid have this idea? This is a simple pshat. This is Mar Rashi Yavamas. This is how Rashi learns in Yavamas that the Gemara is talking about the Chi of Tyre So, what was the Ravid's cash in the Rambam? So, the Shagis Ayis is a beautiful purple. He says, there's a big machlegis Ram and Ravid if Noshim are chayiv in Shalmei Simcha. So, like we explained before, this whole mitzvah, Midaraisa, to be Bitar Berego, is all because we want you to be able to be Mekai in the mitzvahs of the Rego. Now, there's really three mitzvahs in every Rego. There's the Ria, there's Chagiga, and Shalmei Simcha. Now, Ria, which means going up to the base of Megdash and bringing the carbon of the is black and white, the Mishnah, Noshim Apater. Chagiga, also black and white, Noshim Apater. The question is, what about eating Shalmei uh, Simcha? Are Nashim Echayiv to eat Shalmei Simcha? So the Shagisai says it's beautiful. The Ravid Lashitasa couldn't learn like Rashi and Yavamas. You can't tell me that a Kehenes has a mitzvah the rice to be Tarberegel. The whole point of being Tarberegel is to be able to eat the Kachim. She has no Kachim to eat. She has no mitzvah to be Tarberegel because she has no mitzvah to eat any Kachim Regal. So he couldn't learn like Rashi and Yavamas. The only option is going to be like Rashi and Ksubas, that we're talking about the mitzvah, so it's black and white, that even a Kehenes has a mitzvah to be a to Zion Kravim. However, the Rambam, Lashitase, holds that Shalmei Simcha is a mitzvah for Nashim Beregel. Therefore, he's able to hold there is a mitzvah deraisa to be Tahar Beregel. Therefore, we can learn that by Anarusa, what you're missing is, you're missing the heter to be metama le Zion Kravim, to knock off this mitzvah say, which passes, which applies by, uh, by Nashim, that you have to be Tarberegel. So we're saying that, if you're in Arusa, you do not have this heter of being a Tama, to knock off this mitzvah say, which Nashim do have of being Tarberegel. This is how the Shagis Ayah explains the Machlaikis Ram and Raivad, Lashitasa. The Gemara continues that the Chiv Kfura Tachas Ksuba is not Tachas the Mono Masayim, because the Mono Masayim was never owed to her. So we're never going to say that since you received the Ksuba, you have to give the Kfura. You never received anything. If the entire Chiv is when she reaches the stage of and she never reached that stage, so you never owed her the money, so you never got anything, so there's no reason for you to give her something, Tachas what you got. So Elamai, the din of Kfura Tachas Ksuba is for the Nixi same Basel. There you did receive something. So there we understand you could have a kfura, tachas, the nichsi sein basel. Now, we mentioned on the Achnam Hema base, and again on the Achnam Tess, that there's a big machlaik is Pnei Yeshua and Avni Meluim in understanding this, that the husband receives the nichsi sein basel after the Isha dies. Because every nichsi sein basel situation is the, her father gave a present to the son-in-law with the din that if he dies or divorces her, he has to give her back that amount. And they write that this entire amount is owed to her as her ksuba. So what happens when she dies first? So the Abnimum says that you never reach the chiv. The chiv was that you're giving a present to your son-in-law and if he dies or divorces her, and now there's a chiv ksuba, now he has to give back the nixasayim barazel. But if it never reaches that stage, if she dies first, so there's no chiv nixasayim barazel. So lechayra, there's no yerusha really going on. Rather, you never reach the time of the chiv, and he owes her nothing. The Pnei Yeshua argued, the Pnei Yeshua said, that Rashi threw out our parak 
always says that when she dies, the husband yarshins the nichsei sein basil. And the avona of the Prayeshua and Rashi is that when the father gives this present to the son-in-law, right away, immediately, the husband owes money to his wife. They just made a time that I'm not going to be mechaev you to give me the money that you owe me until a later time, until there's your misa or the gerishin. But the money is really owed right away. Therefore, when the Isha dies first, what's in essence happening is that the husband is yarishining the money that he owes her, the chayv that he owes her, he's yarishining with her misa. She dies, he yarishes that chayv. He used to owe her money. Now she dies, so he takes over that chayv that he doesn't owe the chayv anymore. Now this needs beer because the chayra, the time of the chayv was only when he dies or divorced her and it never reached that time. So why do you need a Yerusha? So we said over earlier in the parak that Rav Shmuel, in Shur Rav Shmuel, Yevamis, Oistaf, Memtes, brings from Hashem and Shkap, that what's really happening is, he, the father, is giving a present to his son-in-law with a Hizchayvish right away. All he's doing with this man is, it's an allowance, and then I'm like, slightly being moichu you, and I'm allowing you not to pay me the money that you owe me right away. A muscle to understand this would be if someone buys something from a store, so he owes the store owner money, and the store owner says, you don't have to pay me until, let's say, that tree outside the store grows apples. So you owe the money, but you don't have, he's allowing you not to pay until something happens. Now let's say the apple, the apple tree would die, so there's no apples coming. So Rabbi Shimon says, if you really owe the money, and all he did was make an allowance that you don't have to pay until something happens, and then that thing can't happen anymore. The tree dies, so you can be mechayiv right away. You're really mechayiv. He made an allowance you don't have to pay until something happens. If that thing is not on the radar anymore, it can't happen, so then that allowance is over and you owe the money. So too over here. The father gave his son-in-law a present, but tonight that he owes his wife, the daughter, the money, with an allowance he doesn't have to pay until Miso or Gerishin. But the second that the wife dies, so you can't come to a Miso and a Gerishin, so you really owe the money now. So why do you have to pay Nechus and Basel to her Yarshim? Why don't we say the allowance is over, so you owe it to her Yarshim? Oh, and now we have a Din Yerusha. It's a special Din that a husband Yarshins his wife. One of the things he Yarshins is her Nechus and Basel. So this that he's getting, her Nixus and Basel not having to pay is a Yerusha, just like he Yarshins regular things that she owns, so too he Yarshins the Chay that he owes her of Nixus and Basel. Therefore, Rashi and the Prayish will learn what the Havana of the husband receiving Nixus and Basel is in Yerusha, not that the Chayv didn't come. So if Shmuel says, this Machlaik is Avnim Lum and Prayeshua is really a Gemara, it's Surah Tafnun Gemel. This is Mamash Yahushak Mutai in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Kfuru Tachas Ksuba can't be Tachas Taman Amasayim because Shainani Kairabala Kishli Nasi Lacha Titli Mashikas of Lechi. That Chiyav never came to fruition. If it never came to fruition, so you can't say that I'm giving you Kfuru Tachas the Ksuba I received because I didn't receive anything. Rather, it's Tachas is Nixisar Basel. Black and white Gemara, that Nixisar Basel is something that he does receive. He received the Nifsar Basel from her, Tachas dead, he has to give the Kfura. But if you learn like that, that the reason why you putter by every Nifsar Basel after she dies is because the Chiv never came to fruition. You didn't fulfill the Tanoi of the Chiv, 
and there's no Yerusha going on. So what's he more answering? Why is Kfura Tachas Ksuba more understandable by Nixter and Barzil than by regular Ksuba? Just like regular Ksuba, the modern Messiah, can't be the meaning of the words Kfura Tachas Ksuba because you never had the Chiyav come to fruition, because you never, so to the Nixar Mazel never came to fruition. The entire Chiyav is only if he's made say Girish, but if she dies first, the Chiyav never came. So how can we understand the Gemara like Pura Tachas Ksuba is going on Nixar Mazel? So Rabbi Shmuel, over there in Yavamis, says a beautiful Teretz. He says, the Homach Leikis Amnim Lum and Pnei Yeshua is all how to understand this that the husband is keeping the chayv of the nixter basil 10 years after the marriage. They got married. 10 years later, she dies. This that he does not have to give any monetary benefits. The mocking the nixter basil, is it meeting Yerusha or is it because the chayv to pay back the nixter basil never came about? That's all Bishas Misa. But there was really a present going on Bishas Nesuin. The Nixar Basil is a present from the, is in a dunya, from the father of the, the Kala to his son-in-law. Bimokin, that present, which is a full-fledged present, you're giving a monetary gain to your son-in-law. Bimokin, that present, that clear monetary benefit that you're receiving from your Isha's side, tachas that, they were masakin kfura. When the Imara says kfura tachas ksuba, it doesn't mean according to Avni Mluim, that tachas this that you don't have to give back the nixer basil b'shas miso tachas that you have to be kaver her. Rather, it means tachas this that you received on a dunya from your wife. Tachas that on a dunya that you received, you have to be kaver her. According to the plain Yeshua, you learn kipshutai. It's tachas this that you yarshin her when she dies. It's very gishmak. B'shas miso she dies, you yarshin her sign basil tachas what you yarshin. You should be kaver her. Everything's happening with the miso. Tit for tat. With the Misa you gain and you're going to reciprocate and be craving her. But according to Amnim Lum, it has nothing to do with the Shas Misa. Rather, we say, since Bishas marriage, you got something, you got a Nixar and Basil, a present from your Shver, therefore, you have to reciprocate and give a Kfura 10 years later when she dies. That's how Rabbi Shmuel is mad with Amnim Lum, how we'll be able to learn our Gemara. Now we'll continue with the Gemara on Ahmed Base. The Gemara has a shayla. If the chiyav mezaynos that chal the nechasim that the yarshim have to give the daughters mezaynos is that until erusin or until nesuin, the Gemara brings a machlekes rab and levi, and then the Gemara brings a tanoi machlekes of lazar and the tanakama. If the chiyav mezaynos until is until erusin or until nesuin. After that, the Gemara brings another Shaila. Amalir of Chistelar of Yosef, Mishmi Allah, Mineder of Yehuda, Arusa, Yeshla Mazainus, Ainla Mazainus. And Yosef says, Sparos, the Tula Shainus in the Gemara, either Misfara, she should have Mazainus, or Misfara, she shouldn't have Mazainus. So Taisvis asks, What's the question? What's Rav Chista asking Rav Yosef a Shaila? If we already brought a Braisa, that's a Machlaikis Tanoim. Taisvis says, Like Shmiel, I plucked at the Tanoi Liel, either he was not aware that it's a Machlaikis Tanoim. He knew it's a and he just meant to ask, how do we actually paskin? So it's clear in Taisvis and Rashi's awesome mash like that, that this Shiloh of Chista Asr Yosef is exactly the same Shiloh as we started off at the beginning of the Amud, the Nidoin between Rab and Levi, and that is, do the Yarshim have to give Mizainais to their sister after Erisin before Nisun? 
However, the Ran argues, he learns that there's two different Shilohs going on in the Gemara. He brings two Pshatim to explain that Rav Chista's Shiloh was not the same Shiloh as the Machlaikis Tanoim and the Machlaikis of Rav and Levi. The first Pshat that the Ran says is that we're talking about a case of Hegiyaz Mambalay Nisu. We know it is a 12-month span that we give after Erisin. It's a time to, for the Nashim to get ready for the marriage. The halacha is, if it reaches that time and you don't actually get married, so the husband has a chiv mezaynus, even though it's only an arusa, there's still a chiv mezaynus. That did mezaynus, that he's mechiv, the Imam wants to know if he subsequently dies before he actually consummated the nesuin. So she's still only an arusa, and he dies, do we say that just like he had to give mezaynus, so too his yarshim will have to give this amana Mizainais, Tachas, what he was giving. That means the first child in the Gemara was Midin, the sister. The Din, that the daughters of a marriage are entitled to Mizainais after the father dies. They get Mizainais from his Nechastim. So we want to know if the Yarshim, the brothers, have to give Mizainais to the sister. That's the child between Rav and Levi and the Machlegis Tanayim. The Chista and Rabbi Yosef are dealing with a different issue. They want to know else the Din that an Almana is Mizainais from the Nechastim. So what about an Arusa? Now, an Arusa doesn't get Mezaynas, so it wouldn't be Negei the Shailah. But an Arusa that gets Mezaynas, because Zikiyah's mom, Nisu, so she's getting Mezaynas, and now her husband died. Do we have this Tanai Ksuba to say that since she was getting Mezaynas from the Arusa, she'll also get Mezaynas from his Yarshim? This is a Shailah in the din of the Tanai Ksuba that an Ammana gets Mezaynas. Is that applied to an Arusa also? And on that we say Svaraz, then an Arusa would want his wife to get Mazayinus, therefore it is included in the Tanaik Suba of Kol Yimei Megra Amalusech. That's the first shot in the round. Then he goes and he brings up shots from the Nugget. And that shot is like this. The case was she was getting Mazayinus from the Yarshim. Because she, her father died, she's Yisayma, and Allah is, you have to give him Mazayinus until Arisen. But we're going according to the Manda Omar that Bashas Arisen, she loses or did Mazayinus from the Yarshim. Her brothers do not have to give her Mazayinus anymore. The Gemara wants to know that maybe the Aras has to, has to give her Mazaynas now. Which is a big Kiddush. We know, Pashat, that an Aras does not have to give Mazaynas. The Gemara's suffix over here is, Rechista has a chap. Maybe this whole din, that an Aras doesn't have to give Mazaynas, is all, let's say she was a Begaris before. So she was giving her own Mazaynas. Or she was by the father, and the father was giving her Mazaynas. So we say, whatever system she had in place that she was getting Mazaynas before, either from her father or from herself, because she's a Begaris. So nothing's really being affected by this Erisin. Therefore, you don't have to give him Zainus. But in a case that she's been Zainus Min Hayarshim, and they would have had to give him her Mazainus. The only reason they're stopping is because of this Erisin. So maybe the Aris has to give him Zainus. The Gemara's Masupik, if an Aris that makes an Erisin from a Isha, that's in Zainus Min Hayarshim, because her father died and is a din tonight Suba, that she gets Mazainus until her Erisin, maybe such an Erisin that takes place to a lady that's in such a situation would be Mechayi Mezaynas. Now the Gemara says two Svaras, if the Umdana is that the Aris would want to be um, give Mezaynas Bechayi Gavn. But either way, he's answering Taisus, Taisus was bothered that it doesn't sound like from the Riyat the Gemara that Rav Chistar and Yisav are having the same issue as the Machlekes tonight before. Taisus says it must be he didn't know or he knew and he just wanted to know what the Allah is. The Ra'an says, totally different Suffolk. The first Suffolk was in the Din Chiv to give the sister. Mizainais is that fall away by Erison or Nasuin. Later on, Rav Chista has a Shailah, which is like the first Shat talking about an Amana from an Arusa. 
in a case of a Giyaz Mamelon Isu. And in the second shot of the Ran, we're talking about a case where Erosin does lose the Din Mizainis from the brothers, and we want to know if the Aras, the husband, has to give Mizainis. This has nothing to do with the Shiloh of the Yarshim, the brothers having to give Mizainis to the sister. There's actually a third shot to explain the difference between Rav and Levi's discussion and the Bayimineir of Christopher and Yosef, and that is the Pshat from the Beis Yaakov, from the Nesivas. He says, the first Shailah is Kipshutai, like all the Pshatim are going, we want to know when the Yarshim, the brothers, lose their Chiv, the Zainais, to the sister. Do they lose it, Pshas Erisin, or Pshas Nesuin? If Chist is going, that they do not lose it by Erisin. Besides the fact that she didn't Erison, he understands that they would still be mechayev. But he has another side issue, that if someone else is going to be feeding her, then obviously there was no Tanayi Ksuba. The whole point of the Tanayi Ksuba is, and no one's taking care of her, therefore we say that there's a Tanayi Ksuba that you should feed these girls from the Nechassim. But if the Aras will feed her, then you won't have the Tanayi Ksuba. Not because, like the first child was dealing with, that the Hizchayvis was not for such a situation that is an Erisin. Rather, even if the Hizchayvis, Mitzah the Hizchayvis, theoretically there should be a Chiyuv Mezaynis even after Erisin. Because you're still enough in the Father's Rishus that there should be a Chiyuv Mezaynis. But as a practical question, if someone else is going to be feeding her, then he never meant the Tanayi Suv in such a case. So is the Aras the type of person that will be feeding her? Could be, we rely that the Aras will feed her and therefore the Chiyuv Mezaynis of the brothers should go off? That's the Shail of Rav Chista. That's how the base Yaakov learns. Now, this is very Negea, this base Yaakov. There's two ways for the brothers not to be mechayev. Either because the original Hashaivis is Paka when she goes to Adav Yerushos, but just like Nisun is Adav Yerushos, so too Erisin is Adav Yerushos. And now we're saying a new way that if someone else is going to give you Mazainis, so even if theoretically you're not out of the jurisdiction of the brothers and the father, you never left that Rishos, but still, since someone else is giving you Mazainis, that in and of itself is a reason to lose your Chiv. You find that. Benigeya, the big caster from the base mayor. Base mayor asks like this: There's a ran. The ran brings b'shem derach, other rishonim that if the erusin happened b'katnusa, she's five years old and she has an erusin, which we're talking about isayma, so it's only a kedushin derabanan. Either her mother or her brothers married her off. So the rach says, or Bechanal says, that you will not lose your din mezaynis from the yarshim. The brothers would still have to give you mezaynis, even if we say. That Erison loses Mazainis, we're not going to say that an Erison of Aktana will lose Mazainis, only an Erison of a Naira. Now, what's the difference between a Naira and Aktana? So, the Tupshatim. The Ran says simply that if the Yarshim, the brothers, are the ones that have the Chiv Mazainis, so how could the Halacha be that when they marry her off against her will, and they have that Kayach, the Dinder Abana, the brothers or the mother can marry of Aktana, they don't need her Das. So how could it be that they could be mafkia themselves from the chiv? The Baran said, you have a chiv to give mezaynas. We can't have a situation that they can marry her off and get themselves out of the chiv. Therefore, if they married her off, any Kedushan or Banan of Aktana is not going to be able to mafkia their own chiv. That's how the Ran explains. But the Magi Mishnah, in Hilchus Ish's Perikites, Allah Yud, he says a different pshat. And the Shittim Kabbat says this pshat. And that is, since the Kedushan is only Midr if the Kedushan is only Midr so such a Kedushan is not going to lose the Chiyuv of Mizaynas that the brothers have to her. The question is, the Vesmeir asks, on the Magi Mishnah and the Shita, what do you mean the Kedushan is only the Rabbanon, therefore you can't 
use that Kedushin to lose your Chi of Mezaynas. But in Imkain, the Nesuin also. The Gemara says, Amachlaik is Kedushin or Nesuin. If you're on that, the Rishonim say, the Rach says that the Kedushin that we're dealing with has to be Kedushin of a Naira. We can't be dealing with Kedushin of a Tana. But it's clear that if it will be Nesuin, there will be no discussion. And the student, she for sure would lose her din, Mizainus. The question is, if you're telling me that anything is, that's Midarabana, that since the Kedushin is Midarabana, so you can't lose your din, the Tekana Midarabana, the day after the Yershim, the brothers have to give her Mizainus, doesn't get lost. When you have a Kedushin Midarabana, so why should an Asun Midarabana be different? The student's also only, only Midarabana by Akhtana. So if it's only Midarabana, why is the Allah that the Akhtana loses her Mizainus from her brothers by Nisuin? So the Amnulum says, similar to the Lamdus we just said over from the Beis Yaakov. He says, you're right. If it's only Midr Abanon, Misad, the fact is a Kedushin Midr Abanon, that's not enough, that's not strong enough for us to say that the Takana of Mizainais, that the brothers, the Yarshim, have to give the sister, it's not strong enough to knock that off. Since you do not have a Kedushin on the Raisa level, there's no way that that Takana is going to be Paka. So that Takana is going to be in full strength, and they have a chiv to give mezainus to this girl until she's a naira and does a kedushin their rice. However, what the Rabbi Nachman is saying that there's a chilik between kedushin and nesuin is that by nesuin you have another reason why you don't have to give mezainus. Since if there's a nesuin, even if it's only midrabanan, the halach is by nesuin. Even by nesuin midrabanan, the husband has to give mezainus. So if the husband's given Mizrainus, for that reason, like the Bishakov said, there's always two ways to get out of Mizrainus. Even if you meet the original Takana, it's not Paka, but there's no way we're gonna have a din existing that you the brothers have to give Mizrainus, but mocking someone else is giving Mizrainus. So the second she makes Nisuin, even if it's only Midrabanan. So Enachan is only Midrabanan, and Mitsad that the Takana is not Paka. But you can't have the Takana being Kayim, but mocking someone else is giving Mizrainus. So by Nisuin, that, that the husband is given Mizrainus, so obviously the brothers don't have to give Mizrainus. By Erison, that Mitzad, both Dinim, you're stuck, then the brothers will have to give Mizrainus. Mitzad, the halacha, that the, their, their chiv should be paka, and that we say, Erison, Midrabanon, is not paka. Ah, you're getting Mizrainus from your husband? It's not true. By Erison, you don't get Mizrainus from your husband. So you're not getting Mizrainus from your husband, and it's only Kedushin Rabbanon, so it's not Mavkiah, the original Takana, so you have to give Mizrainus. The brothers have to give Mizrainus. Only by Nesuin, where you have the second din of the Bishyak, that someone else is giving you Mizrainus, then we say that they'll, they'll be Potter. That's the terrorist of Namim Luim, Simon Kufiud Beis, Ois Dalit. Further on in the Yomud, towards the Banim, we have a Braisa. Amana, Bebeis Avia, Grusha, Bebeis Avia, Shemaris Yavim, Beis Avia, Yeshlam, Mizrainus. You get Mizrainus in all these cases. What does it mean in Amana, Bebeis Avia? So Rashi says we're talking about Menaerison. Because if it would be Nesuin, you would be out of the father's rishus. Such a case, you do not have the Tanakh Suba. So even if you're an Almana, you won't go back to your father's rishus to get Nesuinish from his Nechassim. So obviously the case of Almana is talking about Mena Erisin. Taisus argues, Taisus says, if it was Mena Erisin, then we don't need you to become an Almana. Almana over here is a Maila. You're an Almana, your husband died, you went back to your father's rishus. So it sounds like because you're an Almana and you're going back into the father's rishus, Therefore, you're receiving Mazainas. But if it's an Arison, so you never lost your Mazainas, so why do we need Nisamullah? That's Taisa's question on Rashi. So Taisa wants to say, Vishem Rabbeinu Tam, an unbelievable Chiddush, 
that we're talking about Menor and Nesuin. And this Brisa holds that even if you have an Nesuin, but now you're an Almana and you went back to the father's Rishus, therefore you will receive Mesinus from his Nechassim. Taisa and Zuv, ain't here. Taisa doesn't like Rabbeinu Tam. The Kivish and Nisus, Shuv, ain't la Mesinus, the ain't la Rishusba. Since we know a Klal and Shas, that by Nesuin you go out of the father's jurisdiction. So this whole din that the father wrote, that he wants his daughter to get Nechassim from his to get Mizaynis from his Nechassim is only when she's under his jurisdiction. Now, to make the Kasha stronger, we'll say Taisa is asking that just like Begeres, we say you don't have the Tanaik Suba, because of Begeres, we know it's out of the father's jurisdiction. He only has Bailas on her by Katnus and to a degree by Nairus, but by Bagrus, you're out of the father's jurisdiction. Therefore, the Tanaik Suba that she receives Mizaynis from his Nechassim does not apply to this man of Bagrus. So, too, by Nesu, when you go out of the Father's Rishos, you should lose your Tzchos to the Mesinus. This is Tais' question on Rebbeinu Tam. There's a beautiful Teretz from the Birchus Avram, based on a Dik in the Loshon Rambam. The Rambam, Helchus Ishes Perik Yutes Halachatez Bav, when he brings down this din, the basic din, that a, the daughters receive Mesinus from the Father's Nechassim, he says that since she's a Tana, and she's not a Baigeres that could feed herself, Therefore, she receives Mazainais from the Nechassim of the Father. The Yisrael of the Tanaik Suba is that daughters that are not able to feed themselves should get Mazainais. So it's clear in the Rambam that we do not care for the fact that a Begaris is out of the Rishus of the Father. We saw the fact that you're out of the Rishus of the Father, we can still have Mazainais. The father can write any time he wants. So the tonight is over here that I want my daughters that are not able to fend for themselves, they should get Mizainis for my Nechassim. Even if she's out of my Rishus. The only reason by Geras doesn't get Mizainis is we say that you're not including by Geras into the Tanaik Suba is because she could fend for herself. But if we see this in the Rambam, that the fact that you're out of the Rishus is not a reason that you shouldn't be included in the Tanaik Suba, so then Rabbeinu Tam is beautiful. Even by Nesuin, the fact that you're Nasui, now obviously we're talking about someone that's not a Begaris, so you're a Tana or a Naira that did Nesuin. The fact that you did a Nesuin and you went out of the Rishus is not a player. You see the Rambam, even by Begaris, the fact that you're out of the Father's Rishus is not a reason that you shouldn't be included in the Tanaik Suba. He needed a new reason by Begaris. So Nesuin also will say the reason on Nesuin, that by Nesuin you're out of the Tanaik Suba is because someone else is to feed you. Like we said earlier, there's such a svar from the Beis Yaakov, the Abdi Maluim. If someone else is mechayiv to be mazin you, then you're not included in the Tanaik Suba. So Nisuin and Begeres are both not included in the Tanaik Suba for zaytika reasons, to side issues. By Begeres, she could feed herself, and by Nisuin, someone else is feeding her. But let's say Nisuin minus Aramala, Rabbeinu Tam's case, so now you don't have someone else feeding you, so you're back to the situation, you're someone that's not in the rishus of your father. Enechanami, the kasha was, because you're out of the Rishus of the Father. The answer is, We don't care if you're out of the Rishus of the Father. The Tanaik Suba is, any girl that's a Pnuya Naira, that can't be made in Atzma, should get Mizraelis from Ayin So just like the Rambam needs a, a Svara by Begaris, you'll also have to say a Svara by Nesuin, and the Svara is going to be that someone else is feeding her. So if Nesuin, there's no reason why she shouldn't go back to her father and get Mizanis because she's included in the Tanaik Suba. And it's very Meduyik, the Birch of Ram says, that the Magi Mishnah and the Goyim both say the Rambam holds like a Rabbeinu Tam. And the Svar is beautiful. 
Because you see from the Rambam, he doesn't have this musik of going out of the Rishus of the father. Because the Tanaik Suba is not totally in being in his Rishus. You see, he needed a reason by Begaris. The second that you need a reason by Begaris, you have to say that Nisun also is not losing the Tanaik Suba by this fact alone that she's out of his Rishus. Rather, the reason why you lose the Tanaik Suba is because someone else is giving you Mesitis. The second that you Nisabal on his Garasha, you go back to the father's Rishus and you will receive Mesitis of the Tanaik Suba. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.